You don't believe in anything. You gave up on life before you were even born. Sat poisoning Cocoon from the inside, waiting for someone to come and destroy you. Sure, you think the end of the world is salvation. All you care about is death's release. So take it, and leave the rest of us alone. We don't think like that. When we think there's no hope left, we keep looking until we find some. Maybe Cocoon is past saving, but it's our home, and we'll protect it or die trying. We live to make the impossible possible. That is our focus. That is Lightning from Final Fantasy XIII. Hi. <laughs> Bruh. Hell yeah. That was so good. <laughs> I am Yay. shook. That makes me really want to like, replay 13. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen to my story. This may be our last chance. I thought about a lot of things. Like where I was, what I got myself into. I started to feel lightheaded and then sleepy. the hyperfixation where my friends come onto our show and tell us about things they're excited about for 30 to 45 minutes or longer the clock is a lie uh my name is roma i use the they and them pronouns and today i am joined by my co-host jakey hello i am jakey the spoony bard and i use the them and him pronouns them him and we are not alone no in this first episode of season mm. four our special guest, the first of the season, <laughs> the amazing <gasps> Aaron. Hello. Hi, everyone. It's me. I'm Eric Tanisayas. Uh, I use he, him pronouns. I am a voice actor and a podcaster, and you can find me on the internet at Eric Tanisayas, all one word. <laughs> Anywhere on Anywhere the on the internet. If Twitter still exists, I'm there. Blue Sky, everyone's pretending to use it, but hey, let's go with it for a little. <laughs> yeah, everyone's pretending that that's the new Twitter, so I will too. We're doing our best. I'm, I'm on it way too much, honestly. Are you? Yeah. It's so hard to, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't work as well sometimes. The app is bad, the for app sure. Is, it was down yesterday. I was like, y'all, you cannot be down. <laughs> you just can't. It, can't was go down. it was for like a half hour. For mutants yeah. like myself oh. who live on it, I'm like, on uh, social media, I'm like, oh no, my posts. <laughs> my my precious, is that, they're really called skeets? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not happy about I, it either. <laughs> I didn't know about it until Jakey gave me the invite code and I was like, I'm so excited. And then I was like, wait a minute, like, what yeah. am I supposed to call them? And they're not like, tweets. And it's like, oh, it's like getting skeets. a, <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like getting an invite to a prom to a high school you don't go to. So you're like, ooh, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like new. And then you get there and you're like, yo, this place fucking sucks. My old high school's actually <laughs> way better, even though that also sucks. <laughs> Both are bad. <laughs> my old high school rebranded. Yeah, my old high school kind of rebranded and turned into some 
shitty tech school, and now I have to suffer the consequences. Yo. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I've, it just set me through a whole, like, I wanted to go into a full info dump about my experience in the finance world. I, I work in finance. Wow, bless you. And, like, stocks and <clears throat> stuff. It's insane. But I do remember when uh, Twitter stocks were having a really bad time. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was really wild to explain to uh, old retired people about the, the plot line of the fall of Twitter. It's, it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I digress. Uh, we're not here today to talk about Blue Sky or t- or Twitter or quote unquote. X. It'll never actually be called that stuff. ever. <laughs> there is exactly yeah. one person on this planet yeah. who calls it X. Who calls it X? Elon Musk. Uh, if I say his name three times, he'll show up and he'll tweet at you. He'll he'll at, at you. <laughs> um, but what what did we come here to talk about today? Oh, oh my goodness. We came here to talk about the joy that is my favorite video game franchise. And that is Final Fantasy. Uh, it is my life, my joy. I am one of those super fans. I am. It, it has been a very important part of my life since I've been about, uh, I think, I know about nine is when I became enthralled oh, and I'm goodness. 36 listener. So it's been a, it's been a minute with me and the old Final Fantasy machine. You besties, you live together now. Oh yeah, we I'm literally in my booth right now and there are buttons of two Final Fantasy characters that are above my microphone so that I can look at mm-hmm. and feel inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I with my limited knowledge of Final Fantasy, I think I would definitely have uh I would have Sid from the newest one. If I had buttons, Ooh, yeah. I know a little bit about He's that He's a good one. one. Um, Sidolphus Talamond is a solid individual. My dad. Uh, <laughs> Did you play 16? No, uh, uh, my partner, Tony, um, he's super into Final Fantasy. So that's where all of my yes. vague knowledge comes from through like passive yeah. good morning info dumps. And Which is good. It's very good. And so I got to passively experience the entirety of Final Fantasy 16. Um, yeah. And... So that's where when Sid came on, I was like that smoker's voice, the just deep, raspy, like comforting. Oh, dad. I mean, Ugh, loved it. That guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And then when when what's his face got older, or the, what's his name? Oh, Clive. Clive. I was I was like, I can't say new Sid because I, you know, there's no, no subtitles no, 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 in my no. podcast. It's all audio. But um, yeah, but yeah, no, when he got older, oh, his, oh it was so good. Um, yeah, he's a Final Fantasy fan too. Ben Starr, yeah. he's a Final Fantasy super fan. Oh, he what said a dream. booking it was a dream come true. Oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. Oh, well, he did it. He nailed it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But so you said that this started for you at the ripe age of nine. Um, oh yeah. How did this begin? Yeah. So I am a huge believer in Final Fantasy comes to people when they need it most, as do like most of our like fandoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always find that like it's usually at a time of low tide. We'll call it. And when I was like nine, my parents, when I was eight, my parents got divorced. And so I, when I would spend half the week with my mom, she had a Super Nintendo and my dad had a Sega Genesis. So Sega Genesis and Final Fantasy did not play well, Squaresoft. Mm -mm. So we would go to Blockbuster Video and I rented uh, Final Fantasy, I think it was four, um, but labeled Final Fantasy two at the time because of localization issues. Mm -hmm. So 
that is when I I had already played a JRPG, but playing that, it was just it just as the kids say, it hit different. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 struck me differently. <laughs> <laughs> it slapped. But that was my first exposure to um the iconic like job classes and the the first time I kind of experienced a game like you know, no, no hate on Shining Force 2, which was my first JRPG, but there's such an emphasis on things like concept art and uh, narrative and art direction in terms of music and character design and level design and like weapons and things like that, that was missing in a lot of games that I'd ever played until this point, which was a lot. But this was the age of like Sonic was king. So having something where like, you know, your character is a dark knight and they learn to become a paladin and your healers and RPG elements. My God, it hooked me. It grabbed me. It put its fangs in me. And they have been lodged in my neck ever since. I mean, that sounds like the best way to go. Yeah. And I was sad. So like this is my, oh, my point though, typing it together was like, I was a sad boy. Mm-hmm. So it, I was a sad kid. So it helped me. Um, and I, I went to a Catholic school, which was very small. Oh, goodness. So there were only ever 27 other kids in my class. Like I graduated eighth grade with 28 kids. So all of them lived far away from me. They did not live in my town. So I was very much like alone mm-hmm. nine out of 10 times. So I would kind of do the whole fandom projection thing. Or like, I wanted to be these characters. I wanted to, you know, I, I grew up having Cloud Strife and, Cl- and Squall Leonhardt as my, like, heroes and role models. And I wanted to, like, absorb their personality because I didn't have any fucking friends. <laughs> um, actually, uh, you know, I, I wanted to share this, in, this experience I'm having in relation. Um, so you said you went to Catholic school. Um, oh, yeah. Did that experience grow, uh, going to Catholic school, or I don't know how religious your parents were, but did that affect uh, what games you were allowed to get? Like, did that did they have oh. opinions about your Final Fantasy? No, 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 no. My parents were not religious at fucking all. They just didn't like the public school option. Um, gotcha. So they were like, yeah, fuck it. You'll go to this Catholic school. They were like in their, you know, at this point, I think my dad was like 32. They were young parents. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really like think that much. But religious wise, oh, fuck no. Mm. We had relatively unrestricted access uh, uh, because this was the era of Mortal Kombat came out. Uh. They didn't like shooters because Doom was also new. Mm. And I know that made them uncomfortable for like a fucking eight year old to be Fair. playing. Yeah. So they were, they <laughs> yeah, right. So they were like, okay, Mortal Kombat, you can't escape because you were, I was still going to arcades. Yeah. But no doom. And I was like, okay. But no, religion had nothing to do with it. And if it did, Final Fantasy would have killed that because everything is about killing God. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> yep. Um, what was it? Uh, the, the, one of the reasons why I ask is that I've noticed a lot lately, and especially in like the YouTube content um, that's been popping up on my partner's YouTube and uh, the conversation that Jakey and I actually had recently. Um, we were comparing our Pokemon Sleep uh, names. Oh. Uh, we've been super into Pokemon Sleep. and uh, Is that? What is that? Can you tell me? Oh. I'm not. I, I left Pokemon uh, when it got too competitive. Gotcha. When IVs became a thing, I was like, oh, I can't go down this well again. Ah, oh, no, it's, it's, I'm not. So what's Pokemon Sleep? So you've heard of Sleep Trackers, right? It's a fucking stop. It, it is. is it not. Is, a... is that the Snorlax yeah. Sleep Tracker? Yeah. Is that what that yeah. is? Oh, fuck. 
It's so is cute. It free? It's free. Um, you can you can pay for like points and diamonds to get more stuff, but you really don't need to put any money into it. Yeah, you um, just randomly like so some guys will come out to come cuddle with your Snorlax in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, and then you get to catch them. Yeah, you you feed your Snorlax. Do I have to wait? But isn't it for when I'm asleep? So you use it throughout the day. They're still there when you wake uh, up. You, yeah, so you have you have your own little team. So you don't have you have your your Pokemon you can put in a box, but then you have your squad that's always out. So like your Pokemon have different skills for like gathering berries or gathering items or uh, different skills they might have. And throughout the day, you get like berries to feed your Snorlax or like ingredients for your uh, for cooking to feed your Snorlax three times a day. Um, and then you can evolve them. Like I evolved my. Uh, my Arcanine today uh, with a little Firestone. Congratulations. Thank you. His name is uh, Nibbler. I love him so much. It's very good. <laughs> um, but it's just precious. Uh, so I don't really, I'm not super into the Pokemon. Like I'm into Pokemon passively as in like Ninetales is my favorite and has been since Stadium came out. That's a very solid yeah. choice. Um, but I don't understand about type matching or what the stats mean or anything about their That's moves. Okay. I just think they're very adorable. Um, so I think it's user friendly in that sense where, you know, you don't, you don't have to worry about fighting anything. You're worried about getting enough sleep and taking care oh, of yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you saying something? I was installing Pokemon <laughs> sleep as we fucking talk. Start, I'm going to start fresh because I don't have transfer. I will agree to the terms of service. Uh, you're hearing this first, uh, listeners, as I sign up for Pokemon motherfucking. Wow. They're making me read the terms of they, use. They do. They do. Wow. Well, they, were- they are making my finger work as I flip this shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, out of here. Now I got to read the privacy notice. And listener, I'm going to now I will read the entire privacy. I'm not going to do that. That's but- the new book. <laughs> Who does it? That's the new- I read you this. And it helps you go to sleep. It does. It actually has been really incredible for me to be like, I need to go to bed by 10. I need to get my eight hours so my Pikachu is happy during the day. <laughs> So how does it know I'm asleep? You put your phone face down on the mattress with you, um, like not under Stop a pillow it. or anything, but you have to have it plugged in, face down, and it tracks the noises you make. Like, say, if you talk in your uh, sleep or if you, like, toss and turn, and then that it determines if you are uh, in, like, a dozing sleep or sleeping sleep or a uh, slumber. And it uh, keeps track of all your statistics and stuff. Um, but it's been my... For example, my partner and I, he's, he's a night shift guy and I'm a day shift person. So um, usually I sleep dead quiet, but uh, he's been talking in his sleep a lot. So it was really funny to see the one time we got to like sleep together. Uh, the the yeah. Just the noise levels skyrocketed on the statistics. It's just insane <laughs> or like so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really like it. Um, I'm not like stressing myself out over it, but I do think it's a really cute, encouraging way to uh, do a little bit of self care and get some sleep. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but the reason why I bring it up <laughs> is yeah, no, that was a good tangent <laughs> it was a though. Very I support good it. Um, Jakey and I were talking about this YouTuber. Was it Mista GG? Uh, yeah, is that Mr. GG. His name, Mister GG. Um, and he was talking about his experience growing up with a an evangelical mother and how that ties into Pokemon as the devil. Um, yep. And Jakey was talking, you were talking about your personal experiences. Oh, I got with, uh... so much of that when I was a kid. Like <laughs> my, my, my oh, family no. was hard into that. And I, even as a, like a little kid, I was like, that seems silly. But you said I yeah, can't have Pokemon, and... so I can't have Pokemon. 
Um, no. And then just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just cold turkey stopped caring. So I, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking progress is Hell what's yeah. happening progress. there, baby. That's that sounds like Pokemon oh, yep. to me. I, I got like three games all at once. It was wonderful. Oh, let's fucking go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I my parents were neither very religious. Like I went to maybe like a one religious Lutheran uh, school in my very early years. But after that, like I, they just they, they didn't want me to go to hell. So we went to church on Easter and Christmas. And that was about it. Yeah. Checks out um, for not wanting to go to hell. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, I hopefully it worked. But, um, I, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. Still I also on. went to a, a religious school growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. except, instead of Catholic flavored, it was uh, Baptist flavored. But Ooh. ah, it's a good. You know, there are big differences in that flavor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I just find it fascinating in terms of like what uh, other people's experiences are with uh, like different uh, intellectual properties or medias that they're into from their youth and how like their upbringing kind of affected their way to. Uh, ingest it you know whether it was in secret or if their parents didn't care or uh, in my case it was my my parents didn't have a whole lot of money so there wasn't a whole lot like I didn't have a Game Boy I think I had a Nintendo 64 sort of deal so it's just interesting to see how like different factors from uh, your from somebody's youth affects what they're able to get into it's it's completely understandable and like my experience was fueled by uh, my parents didn't were very not like afraid of me getting into trouble, you know, but they were very happy to see me able to sit and enjoy something and not, you know, I had friends, I played sports and stuff, but having that like nice meditative nerd time, they were very happy to have like a little nerd in the house uh, who would just dump like a hundred hours into a game and then want to talk to them about it. I was that kid who's like, mom, and his name is Cloud, and he's a soldier. But like, blah, 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 blah. That's, that was me as like a 10-year-old. Oh, that's so precious. Still me as an adult. I showed my mom. My mom came and visited the apartment, and I showed her Final Fantasy 16. And like, I have this room, and there's all this like, uh, 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 what do you call it? Acoustic foam on the walls in here. So it makes like a big con- concentrated sound. So I put the head fancy headphones on her, and I, put, I sat her down and made her watch a cutscene from 16. And she's like, Aaron, mm-hmm. this is what you've been playing your whole life? I'm like, no, it doesn't always look like this, but yes, exactly. That's that's what we've been doing. That's it. Now you get it, kid. Hell yeah. Oh my goodness. My mom lets me do the same thing for her, and that gives me so much joy. Oh my goodness. Um, she she and I lived together for a period of time last year, and uh, she would we we lived in like a two story like apartment house kind of deal. So she'd come upstairs, yeah. and I'm playing like Dead by Daylight, and she's like. It, is that Freddy Krueger? I'm like, yes, mom, and you could do this, and you could do that. And yeah, it's just so it's beautiful. fun. Such a good experience. It is a nice thing to have the opportunity to do that, to share, to, to have the ability to share something with your parents in terms of nerddom. I know it's rare. Yeah. Um, but the opportunity, it is a lovely thing and should be celebrated when the opportunity oh, arrives. Absolutely. That's the whole point of this podcast. We, yeah. we celebrate info dumping. It's a love language. It's a means to connect. That's very nice. Fuck. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, oh, my goodness. Like, I, my favorite thing is someone's, like, telling me about something they're excited about. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I've been talking for too long. I'm like, no. 
Yeah. Don't apologize. Keep going. And we, like, oh, okay. We, our intro segment for all my fancy children is, hey, what's getting you excited this week? Just to kind of start on a positive. Mm-hmm. We're always like, hey, what's something you ate? What's something you saw? Like, what is, what is bringing you joy in this moment? And it's a lovely thing to hear people get happy and talk about just anything, even if it's like a bag of potato chips that they found that are bomb. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, there's another show that I listen to that does something kind of similar. Uh, they just, they call it good thing. You know, well, what's your good thing? And then, and yeah, that's and cute. They, that's cute. You know, start their show after everybody goes through their good thing. I'm like, that's fun. I love it. That's really nice. I love you know that. What? I'm adopting that. Good thing. Yeah, it's cute. What's what's the thing? What's the vibe? What happened? Tell me about it. Um, I wait. Should we do that now? No, we we kind of just did that now. I don't know. Oh, we did. <laughs> we, we did. did. We, we did. We've been thing. talking about nice shit uh, yeah. this whole time. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, um, we did. We did fall a little far from the, the from the initial topic. Um, so that's okay. That is okay. We can come back. I'm always fucking jazzed to bring it back to talk about Final Fantasy. So you started from the age of nine. Your parents were super chill oh, yeah. with it. Um, oh, yeah. You grew up with it. Was there any sort of significant moments you can think of? Like, in t- oh my god, <laughs> yes. Sorry, no, you're good. So for me, uh, Final Fantasy VI was like the bit. I was like in puberty, so I'm like, uh, I think nine. I played Final Fantasy VI finally, and that it's it, like the graphics were better. Blah blah blah. Story's amazing, and I got that's how I fell in love with also sprite art. Ooh. Um, yeah, and the music, like. It's when I started noticing music in games and in, in general um, because of the, honestly, investment that they put into composition and like actually composing music, but compressed into MIDI files because tech limitations. But when Final Fantasy VII got announced, and I was reading it in GamePro magazine that like a 3D polygonal, you know, uh, beautiful update is coming so in Final Fantasy VII, the big, like a big moment, obviously when, okay, there's a major character death in Final Fantasy VII, but um, a moment, oh, I have it. Uh, so the main character cloud in this game, spoils if you've never played Final Fantasy VII, but it's been since 1997, so go fucking home, get some sleep, <laughs> and reevaluate what no spoilers fucking means. Go consume media. Anywho, um, touch grass, consume media. Um, Cloud learns that he has uh, false memories, that he's not the person he thinks he is. It's because he had a nervous breakdown and he imprinted the entire life story of someone who is, put in air quotes, more impressive than him uh, and thought he was him most of the entire game. He thought his whole life, all his memories were kind of bullshit because he never became the person he wanted to be in life. Uh, He kind of just became a grunt, not a legendary super soldier. but. The thing that he forgot was that he, just as a grunt, as a loser, actually killed fucking Sephiroth, the legendary super soldier, in his hometown. But he hadn't forgot. He had forgotten all of that because of his, uh, he had something, he basically had like radiation poisoning, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. and forgot his like entire life. And, And so it was this thing of like, even a loser reject like you didn't make your dreams come true the way you thought they would um you still managed to make your goals and like accomplish them and become the person you wanted to be it just kind of wasn't the the way that you thought you would and i relate to that a lot these days 
um, as I am currently not doing something that I ever thought I would be doing with my life. And so it's cool. And I've always like that has always resonated with me as a kid who thought for a long time that he was a fucking loser. So I always liked the fact that Cloud Strife was kind of um, kind of a, a goober, mm-hmm. you know, who was only pretending to be a badass. That is pretty awesome. Oh, my. That's isn't it? Uh, you know, it's a good thing. Uh, I'm having a moment. I'm having a little emotional moment here. A little, little therapeutic. Aww. I good. love to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Especially because from this, from the outside looking in of the Final Fantasy characters, it's hard to imagine they ever think that they're goobers. I know, I know, and it, it was an important writing thing for me to finally like to kind of experience for the first time. Of when they said like you're watching this guy do backflips and sword attacks and cool like doing cool super soldier shit, and then you learn later like no that you you can do that because they basically did experiments on you. But you were not a super soldier. You were just a loser who hid from their friends and family in their hometown out of shame. But you still managed to save the world and become a hero, even though uh, you weren't like born to be one. You know, you weren't given the, the green light. You know, you didn't get the part, but you still managed to get it done and make your dreams come true. Sort of. He's still very sad and broken, but he's the hero, even though he at one point was a uh, uh, considered like pathetic. Yeah, very nice. That is very nice. Very nice. Oh. Especially for the 90s. Like 90s anime trope at the time is like we're talking cowboy bebop and shit. Yeah. You know, and like outlaw star and like that kind of stuff. So having a hero who they kind of flip the script and they're like, "No, you're not cool, but you're doing cool things. Good job. Keep going. Sorry for the psychological trauma." <laughs> that the writers put on you, but you're doing your best. Like that was for me, like I had been consuming anime up to that point, but nothing for me had been that where it's no, like it's usually the trope in anime is like, like, uh, like Vash the Stampede is just cool. Oh, I love you know, Vash. um, my baby Gene Starwind is just cool. Um, fucking God. What's Cowboy Bebop's guy's name? Oh, uh, 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 Spike. Damn. Spike. Yeah. Spike Spiegel is just fucking cool. It's not like, psych, you were a librarian and you had amnesia. Like, no, they're all just badasses. So having somebody do those cool things, but actually be kind of like a hometown loser is my... Oh, dude, I was just watching a a long-winded video essay about a very similar thing between um, Neon Genesis Evangelion and um, what was the... It's the one where they have the big drill and they dig deep into the earth and the guys... Gurren Lagan, yes. Oh, yeah, So they were comparing the two shows. I guess one of the people who worked on uh, Evangelion ended up uh, leading the project in some way. I can't remember off the top of my head in Gurren Lagan. And, you know, Evangelion kind of like made a huge impression with having a loser main character. You know, somebody who's like... (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I choked (laughs) on my water because I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. He's he's a little he's a little loser, and that's okay. Everybody hates Shinji, Every- and that's like that's the point. Yeah, um, you know he's he's not this hero. He he got into the Ava because uh, bad reasons um, that I can't quite remember specifically off the top of my head because trauma. But um, I do remember that being like very impactful to think about. Where it's like, yeah, like most of the time, my main characters are like, this is what I was born for. Even though they try to kind of make it seem like, you know, 
that wasn't quite the case, but like, no, you were made in the lab for this. You were a test tube main character, but yeah, um, yeah, to see that sort of get flipped around and tweaked with is just really satisfying, especially as most of the time the main character is supposed to be some sort of self insert for the viewer, or the listener, etc. Um, I honestly think that is what makes me love Final Fantasy a lot is that the main character is usually a deeply flawed individual. It has like that Ava. Well, Ava's different. Yeah. Shinji is like, you know, there's a, there's they a lot with that. torture yeah. that kid. But Final Fantasy protagonists are like they can do physically cool things, but usually there is some kind of shortcoming or mental block keeping them from being the person they want to yes. be. And that's the thing that is my shit where Final Fantasy VIII, Squall is another, he's like a soldier extraordinaire, super 17. He's like becomes the most powerful, like, you know, basically warrior at his school, but socially inept and able to get close to people because of fear of abandonment. Final Fantasy X, Titus, amazing blitzfall player, quick with a sword. Deeply traumatized by his father and the complication of him being sin and all these problems. 12, Vaughn sucks shit. Fuck Vaughn. I don't like Final Fantasy 9. I don't like Final Fantasy 9. At me about it, listener. I don't give a fuck. I'll argue that till the day I die. That Final Fantasy 9 sucks shit. Final Fantasy. I know. I don't like the Muppet art style. The Muppets kill me. The art style. I don't like Zidane. Fair, yeah. I like Garnet and I, I like the cast. But it's a lot of Zedane. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. And I, I never liked the 90s uh, lecher, like the, the creep uh, trope, you know, like yeah. grabbing girls' butts and being creepy. Even as a kid, I was like, yeah. this is corny. Like, this is too much. Um, I like, and they, they, they write in, in, in these, these, this era of Final Fantasy IX, they wrote, it was, I feel like they were afraid to make Garnet the, the woman, the main character. Because she like kind of is for a while. But, like, you know, the plot revolves around her, but they were like, we have to have a precocious, roguish main character who's a Saiyan. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's the part that always, because I'm like, wow, Vivi and Garnet and the gang are much more interested than, interesting than fucking yeah. Zedane. But it, that's my, that's my rub. And it's my rub with 12. Have you played 12 uh, as well? I, for, like, two hours, and then I was like, I don't like playing this. <laughs> it, yes! Vaughn is a similar situation where they were like a roguish scamp. And everyone's like, I want to play as the royal girl, the princess who has this grand responsibility to save the planet. They're like, yeah, fuck you, roguish scamp. And you're like, no. And that's where Lightning comes in, who is my motherfucking girl. She's awesome. And Final Fantasy 13. She is the shit. Oh my God. I love a tired protagonist in, a game, in any story who's like, I'd rather not be doing this, but if I'm going to do this, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass because I want to go home. (laughs) Like, she just wants to save her sister. She would much rather be, like, chilling at home than doing this grand adventure. And in the trilogy, she's like, fine, I'll do it. Fine, I'll get this done. Fine, I'm like, yes, that is, yes, that is normal. Not like, I'll rise to the challenge. I'm like, no, I'd rather be sitting on a beach than fucking fighting demons and giant robots and shit. That is big me energy. I am. I've been looking up these games as you've been talking about them and lightning. Yeah. Oh, my God. You like that character oh, design, right? The character design is so good and I can already feel the vibe. And I'm like, that's that's my that's my older sister right there. 
She's, yeah. she's gonna and fight She everyone. is an older sister yeah. in the game. Her little sister turns into a crystal and her whole thing is like, I gotta figure out a way to bring her back. Oh my God. And that's is that it, a sword? It, it's good. Game, uh, it's a, it turns into a gun. It looks like a like the uh, the kill a kill scissor blade a little bit from these little oh, icons. Oh yes, it does. Oh, yeah. uh, this is so good. Yeah, and then there's there's sequels. So put in um uh oh put in Final Fantasy 13 2 Lightning, where they made her a Valkyrie. Her character design is boy. Oh my god, this is so good. Do you, do you see it with the shield and the armor? Oh my god. Come on, oh everyone, listener, if you haven't. Fucking Googled that and looked at those feathers and that little shield oh on her arm. Come on. It's so good. They really, they put their whole foot in that motherfucking Hell character yes. design. That's, that's cosplay gold. I, uh, I never played either of the, right? either of the 13 sequels, but that, that's. They're not very good, but the art design is. <laughs> <laughs> and the music. They were, they were chasing trends for that era. Like, it's a lot of quick time events. It's like monster catching, which is fine, but it's like. They couldn't just wrap up the story, but character design is always fire. They put that, they put the work in when it comes to, it's Nomura. It's Kingdom Hearts, baby. That motherfucker designs all of the Final Fantasy Hell characters. Yeah. That's why they look so fucking good. And they have so many zippers and belts. Give him more money. Let him keep cooking. Well, he, he, I don't think he can possibly have more money at this well, point. Give him. They let him direct the remake of Seven. Give him immortality. He is the GOAT. I know. His, <laughs> his art style is just it, it's something that i it, that i think is a big part of my life that got like shaped is like nomura's i wanted to be a, i wanted to draw when i was a kid so seeing uh tetsuya nomura's fucking concept art and seeing how he kind of got the script for like he got saw the concept art was like cool and designed these characters i'm like who the what superpower do you have to make these bomb ass fucking designs because Final Fantasy characters, legendarily, they all look really good. Mm -hmm. They all look really fucking good. And it's because he's like, yeah, I drew that. Like, how? He, how in he God's name? He pretty much never misses. No. He does not miss. Mm -mm. Nope. I, I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with that shit. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm geeking out. I, 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 as an artist myself and somebody who loves character design, like... That is something I've always appreciated about Final Fantasy. I've definitely, um, you know how like as a, as you know, you'll you'll practice or study or whatever your craft is. Uh, there's been a lot of times where I've just pulled a bunch of pictures of like, I don't know, Axel from Kingdom Hearts 2. And I'm like, OK, like, how do I draw these fucking eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, 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 yes. And so then there's a game series called Final Fantasy Dissidia. So it's the fighting game and it's bad. But Nomura drew characters again and was like, this is what I think like they look like in 2D. I'm putting it in the Final Fantasy chat, this one, for example. It's just his level of detail is just so sexy that I'm always just like, yo, you don't miss. Like it vaguely is it's the Kingdom Hearts style that we all know and yeah. love. But it just looks so motherfucking clean and crisp. Mm -hmm. It's like if you needed somebody to ever draw you a badass. You just, if you could Twitter commission Tetsuya <laughs> yes. Nomura, you would, you would. Uh, looking for new default, uh, willing to commission, have $40, need new Twitter bio default. Need it right now. Tetsuya Nomura reaches out, got you, fam. I'll take it as a napkin drawing in a restaurant, honestly. $40, please. For fucking real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Goodness gracious. Uh, 
I forgot about the timer. That's okay. Oh, the that's timer's, fine. The timer's a lie anyway. Timer's, time scam. A, time is, time doesn't exist, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. So would what would you say is your, like, it's hard to pick. You know, there's so many of the, yeah. the there's so many last fantasies. But mm-hmm. which one would you say sits at the tip top of the it. pyramid? Okay, so this is a very complicated conversation mm-hmm. because they scratch different itches and they, you have to, it's almost like movies where you have to acknowledge for the era that they were in. Mm-hmm. So my number one in terms of just story is seven because for the 90s, them to write this grand narrative about Sephiroth and Cloud and Shinra and writing about the dangers of big business and environmental disasters and stuff, I'm like, did you have a fucking time traveler on staff? What? Because what the fuck? <laughs> So I'm going to my my ranking is usually seven, followed by 10, um, followed by 15, because I really liked the story. Have you any either of you ever played Final Fantasy? Is that 15 the one the with the, the boys on a road trip? The boys in the I car. Yeah. Played it, but not yet. You have not. It's uh, all I will say is it's about growing up and facing responsibility. And I played that when I turned 30 and it it was really it's it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I would say, oh, uh, probably Final Fantasy VIII. I like eight a lot. But yeah, that's my like four. At me on it on social media, twitter.com slash Aaron Catano Sayas, all one word. If you have a problem Ooh. with my top four, I'd love to fucking uh, tweet at you about Additionally, it. Additionally, <laughs> uh, there is in the season four thread, we have a Final Fantasy text thread where you could also at directly. We can yeah, all get into big uh, Fortnite. Uh, what do you call it? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah, come for me. I think 15 is fucking a slapperoony, and my number five would probably be 16 because I thought it was really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VI is great, but it's old as fucking dirt, and they didn't have character development like they do now. So, at you think Shadow has a deep character story? I'd love for you to count how many lines of text they gave that <laughs> motherfucker and take your nostalgia goggles off. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we think practically around here, kids. We go, wait a minute, that was the 90s. They didn't write anything. And they wrote, wait, why does Edgar say that to a 10-year-old girl? Oh, dear God, this is dated and weird. And there's localization stuff. That's a a whole other episode about localization. So, listener, if you like Final Fantasy games, that's great. But learn about localization because the first, like, fucking eight were all translated by literally one guy. So they're full of flaws. And he openly admits that he kind of fumbled. That's okay. Damn. He's a so a lot of the text that we read was kind of weird and shitty because he was like, I didn't know what a lot of things meant sometimes, so I would make it That's up. That's how we get the Bruh. Spoonie Bard line. It's how he got Spoonie Bard. It's how they said that Cloud is a clone of Sephiroth when he really wasn't. That he was like, whoops, sorry. Oh, my God. I said clone. I didn't. Oh, I meant like. You want to be him? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> we, fu- we wrote a major plot point into the game that I did not mean to write. <laughs> I just fundamentally changed the entire plot. Yes. Things that keep you up I at night. I changed the plot, didn't I? It, it, it keeps me up at night. It really does. Oh, goodness gracious. I really need so- to go play uh, Seven. I have, like, with Seven, I've taken in, like, every other form of Seven media. Like, I... I've yeah. watched Advent Children. I've watched Last Order. I played Dirge of Cerberus. I played Crisis Core. Wow. Um, wow. But I, uh, not did you yet. play the remake? So like, I, gotta pl- I was like, I got to oh, play good, the original good, 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 first. Good. You must. No, you actually, <laughs> I will say, listener, if you're in a similar situation, 
you actually have to play the old one as it is a, I put in air quotes, quotes, it is a, quote, remake of Seven. It is not what you think it is. Go play Seven, down, get the ones that are the remasters so you can use fast forward so you can just plow through those random battles um, and focus on the story. Then play the remake because it is not a direct remake. You must play the old one. I am grabbing you by the shoulders <laughs> and I'm looking you deep. Look into my eyes. You must play OG Final Fantasy VII to enjoy the remake or you will be confused annoyed and having a weird time <laughs> i i feel you grabbing my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> look at me i am so fucking serious i'm not playing any games right now yes, i need sir. you to play the og one i need you to it's easy and there's you can turn on auto max damage you can turn on infinite limit breaks you can make it so you can't lose a single fight so you can just enjoy the story and plow through it and get those good final fantasy feels i know the polygons are ugly i know my love i know my sweet baby i know they're fucking busted and it looks bad but i promise you that payoff when you see how hot everyone is in fucking 3d when you play that remake you're gonna say i fucking earned this it's going to be that ice cream bar at the end of a hard day of motherfucking work. <laughs> you heard him. You heard him, listeners. I just started the download. Do, do it right now. <laughs> ah! oh! <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, <sighs> this is, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. I know I already have the original Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 5, so I have no go. excuses. No, you you won't. I will say you won't regret it. It is like watching Evangelion in that you'll go, wow, a lot of things are inspired by this. Which, you know, when you watch Ava, you're like, I've seen this scene before. Ooh. I have seen this scene before. It's a lot. Final Fantasy VII has a lot of things that you'll say, oh, cool. Someone ripped that off. And I like that. <laughs> in the best way. In the best way. Like, a, you know, inspiration way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh that's been uh you know how like you'll notice that there's like a theme and i don't know how to describe it other than like this month a lot of people have been talking about this x thing and a lot of the the topics are in my little noggin in my head where i have all my self conversations has been uh wow i'm noticing you know where where that was heavily inspired from um probably also because i'm currently writing something on with with my partner so there's a whole lot of like that going on of like, well, oh, what do we want to do for this story? What do we want to do for that? And um, even in the actual plays that we've done in the past where it's like, I may have not known what intellectual property Tony was inspired by, but then somebody will come and be like, oh, that's Kingdom Hearts right there. I see it. Oh, that's yep, Final Fantasy. Yep, I see yep. it. Yep. Whenever, like after you play Final Fantasy seven, you will be like, wow, everyone above the age of a certain th age that wrote a thing that's successful really likes Sephiroth because so many very critically successful things basically just write Sephiroth into their fantasy. Um, and oh, it works yeah. because he slaps. I'm looking at you, He's Kenny so Omega. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Final Fantasy is good. It's a good time. And the thing that I love is, listener, and you too, is... um. The team gives a shit. They, they try really hard in the art department to keep up. Like they, they took them a long time to openly remake 7. They used to say, we will never do it because we'll be saying 
we can't make anything better than Final Fantasy VII. So they don't want to remake it because that would be like this definitive moment. Then they said, fuck it, they wanted money. Um, but they actively try to outdo themselves in terms of narrative and music and art design. And each one borrows from the last one in terms of influence and as like a launch point. So when you go from like seven to eight, you go like, wow, the music and character models, it's a big step up. Even though they kept some of the same themes and lovely things, it has always reminded me in my own work that like, I just thought of this yesterday where I'm like, yeah, you're going to write tropes that you love into your work. You're going to have similar narratives and stuff because that's your shit. You love that shit. Like Final Fantasy loves a villain reveal where you think it's one thing and then it's another person. And they, like my friends and I always joke around, we call it the man in the chair where the villain, you kill someone and then someone spins around in a chair going, so you figured it out. <laughs> and you're like, what? You? And then you fight them and that's the villain. They love that, but that's their shit and they lean into it and they love music and they love art and it's, it's fucking cool. I wouldn't have a Final Fantasy cookbook and Final Fantasy art book on my coffee table right now if it was not worth your time. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Dude, the music for Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, oh my God, I, yes. I can't. I'm, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm excited. I, I like to clean. I'm, you know, that's, that's, part, that's part of my neurodivergency. I love, I love everything to be clean, and I love having cleaning days. It feels good. It's, very, it's just cleansing for the soul and for my environment. Um, putting on a Final Fantasy soundtrack at random, even though I've never played the game or I've watched someone play the game, I just know that I'm going to go into full like cleaning battle mode and everything's going to be done efficiently and it's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, what's currently in my Switch Lite right now is fucking um, theater rhythm bar line, final bar line, which is the Final Fantasy music rhythm game. They are fucking fun. You play through all the game soundtracks in this little fun rhythm game and your characters level up from the series. They use abilities. You unlock characters. Uh, I, am a, I am one of those. I am a super freak. If it comes out and it says Final Fantasy, it's immediately purchased. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a requirement. It. it is. Unfortunately, it is. I, what was it? And then I remember when Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories came out. My partner, Tony did the cutest thing ever and took off an entire week of work after of, of the release date of uh, Melody of Memories and just played the game and was just gone from the world. <laughs> it's, I mean, music is super important. It, it, and those, that franchise, that company knows the importance of powerful music. Come on, who the fuck doesn't know Simple and Clean right now? Oh. <gasps> from King, like, and it's, it's so transportive, that remake, you think of... Fucking uh, falling through the floor, ending up at the station, you know, on that stained glass, and Sora picking a wand, a shield, or a sword. Come on. Uh, Come on, y'all. Shit bangs. Music's good. Investing in art and trying your best. It's like a creative lesson for me all the time where I'm like, no, I'm going to try to go the extra motherfucking mile to make this extra special because that's what Square Enix would do. That's what Square Enix would do. That's what Nomura would want me to do, is to try really fucking hard, okay? Yeah. So I'm gonna go for it. I'm doing I'm making you proud, Papa Tetsuya. Papa Tetsuya. Mr. Nomura. Oh, speaking of simple and clean, I know my, so you remember, you remember Napster, right? 
Oh, I have ruined my family's computer using that. My mother, uh, she had her iTunes library and she would borrow CDs. She would get music from everybody, Napster, you name it. She had this huge iTunes library and she would burn my sister and I little mixed CDs. Uh, my sister's three years younger than I am. And so Myra would get, you know, her songs and I would get my own. And my mom got from one of uh, my cousins. My cousin, she was like a goth icon to me. Um, she was, she looked like she walked straight out of Charmed. It was wonderful, but, uh, they were super nerdy, still are. Uh, I talked to her husband about One Piece all of the time, but they gave her the simple and clean, uh, MP3 into her folder and said that Roma would like this. At this time, I didn't know Kingdom Hearts existed, but I knew that the song slapped and I played it all of the time. Yep. And then that's when the commercials for Kingdom Hearts 2 was playing on TV. And I went, <gasps> like, this is it. Like, I, I was, I was fundamentally changed <laughs> as a person. And I distinctly yep. remember telling my coworker how that was a formative moment in my life to turn me from a, just a, a blank slate of a child into a nerd, like, instantly from that song. Yeah, it'll do it. Music has that power, especially bomb, bop, bop music. Like, it's a bop. When it's, it doesn't matter what it fucking is. It can... Art has a way of moving you and developing you. It can push you in a different direction that you did not expect before. I am always say, I, what, and everyone's like, why did you switch to voice acting? I'm like, G Gundam when I was a kid? Yes. Are you fucking joking? That guy screaming, here I go! I was like, that's, well, I'm eventually going to want to do that. I don't, I don't know that right now, but Ooh. I want to say shining fucking finger or burning erupting finger more than I've ever wanted anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I wanted to be a voice actor when I was a kid. I still do. I'm. Do you? Don't let it go. Don't do it. Don't do this. It's a. It's bad. It's bad. All the people on the panels will tell you it's fun. It's not. <laughs> don't do this. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Kids, if you want to be a voice actor, <laughs> I hope you have rich parents. Oh my god. <laughs> Because that gear is expensive. <laughs> you want to be a streamer? You got $8,000? You want to be a yeah, voice actor? Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. I hope you got some extra money, kids. Oh, Sonic's here to say, hope you saved your money. Hope your grandpa left you something, because otherwise it's going to suck. <laughs> you fell into my department of what I do for my real life job and my whole brain wanted to go into a montage of like, whoa, with intergenerational wealth. <laughs> oh, <God>. Goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, uh, man. Final Fantasy. What a concept. Uh, the best. I love it very much. Um, you know, oh, sorry, Jakey, were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. I saw your little green box light up, and I went, oh, no, I'm interrupting. I'll probably um, just breathe too hard. Oh, you're allowed. <laughs> breathe as loud as you want. Take up space. Um, what was it? The Final Fa I learned recently about the story behind how Final Fantasy got its name, and I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it really a super inspirational thing where it's like they thought they were out? They thought this was like their last shot. And then it's like, it wasn't. Nope. It wasn't, baby. Because I always would joke around, like, you know, oh, the, the, it's the last one again. But no, it'll never be the last one. It will never be the last one. And when it, it, at this point, it will never be the last one. And I 
welcome it. Oh. The last one comes out. It's called First Fantasy. And then I go, oh, no, it's time. It's happening. It's done. The dream is over. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I wouldn't put it past them to make, like, a first fantasy and be like, no, this is everything before. Even more than, like, Stranger of Paradise. Oh, my. <laughs> did you play Strangers of Paradise? I didn't I beat did. it, but I, I, I have pl- put quite a few hours into it. It's fun and it's bad yeah. and it's good, but like it's fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's bad. It's good. <laughs> Jack's amazing. Jack Chaos. It is so good. It's so bad good. <laughs> I'm a, you play it in Japanese or English? Yeah. What is I ask you that question? Do you play the new ones in Japanese or English? Um I play I played uh that one in English. Okay. Oh, cool, cool. I, I think There's that no was judgment. just the default. I didn't even know if it was uh I didn't even know it was an option. That's cool. Oh, it is. And I, I, I did Japanese because one of my favorite voice actors is in it. Um, I can never remember his fucking name, but he's in every anime. Guy who talks like this. He is. Are you, are you two anime folks? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, he is. You ever watch Golden Kamui? Yeah. No. All right. That's fine. He's Ogata. He's everyone in every anime. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me Google this. Do it. <laughs> I can't believe. He's overhaul in My Hero Academia. Oh my gosh! Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We call him the Meow Meow Man because it always just sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. like he's just saying Meow Meow. Oh, okay. I got to pull up here. Uh, uh, Kinjiro Suda. Yep, that's it. He's every villain in every fucking thing. Oh, like, he was Seto Kaiba. Yes, he's fucking Seto Kaiba. Like he's he's if you go down the list of that individual and you're like, oh, oh, I oh, oh, you're in everything, everything. You're like, yeah, he he really isn't fucking everything. Jujutsu Kaisen, he's the uh blonde office guy with the glasses. If you're up to date on that. He's Louis Sarah in Japanese Resident Evil 4. What? Um, let me see what else. Now that we're now that we're on this topic, I'm kidding. We can pivot. I'm just excited. This is like a behind the voice actors page mile long. Yep. Oh my goodness. I'm now I just pulled up the list myself. Let's see. Let's see. Dude, soul eater Masune. Tatsu House Husband. Yo, have you watched The Way of the House Husband? I love yes. the way the house has been. It is. That's him. It is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. Without question. Oh, it's for so sure. good. Now I'm stuck here. This is this is hilarious. Yep. He plays Yonji in One Piece. Dude, he's in everything. And he's so good. That uh, meow, 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 man. He was just born with like the golden voice. The one piece is with his voice. He is the one. <laughs> oh, he's in domestic girlfriend. Oh my God. Hengen Ashura. He's. Now this is what this episode's about. We're just talking about this guy. So. So. I lost where we were at. I was okay. I fell into a hole. It's okay. We are. We're probably on our downward. We're we're on our cool down period. We got all fired up. We we took a sprint, <gasps> and now we're taking our like walk around the track to cool down. Um, 
So, have, I know, Jakey, you've watched Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I've Aaron watched Chainsaw Man. Oh, fuck yeah. He's the knife guy. He's the, the he's, dude. He's the dude. He's Kishibe. Mm-hmm. I love Kishibe. He's, That's my other dad. <laughs> when he opened his mouth, I was like, you are Come on, man. This guy. <laughs> this guy is constantly employed. And when he is, it's everybody's favorite fucking characters. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I hope he gets everything he wants. I hope he gets immortality if he wants that too. I Let hope him keep so. cooking. Or if he wants to go hide in the woods and live a peaceful life, let him have that too. He's done enough. He's served his time. It's true. Let him be George Washington. Let him go sit under the tree. Yep. <laughs> Goodness. Um, so, Final Fantasy. Is there any like... Let's see. Hmm. I want to say, like, is there any interesting fun facts about Final Fantasy that, you know, how, for example, you're someone will just bring up like, oh, yeah, I was I was playing Final Fantasy 13. And you're like, oh, did you know that the director did this? Like, I don't know if you have any like fun, exciting, um, let me, or even little silly ones, too. Those are good, too. Let me think about that. That is or very... you too, Jakey. Hmm. Um, there was one I'm trying to think of. I can't remember which uh game it was it might have been final fantasy mystic quest um there was one final fantasy that was like basically supposed to be kind of like baby mode intro to um intro to the genre baby's first jrpg kind of yeah and they in japan they basically called it like final fantasy america the the Um, shade the disrespect it was uh final fantasy mystic quest it was uh called final fantasy usa mystic quest in japan um and it was yeah a simplified role-playing game designed for the entry-level player that is amazing that is you know all right wow they just dumped this wow (laughs) in the 80s and 90s we definitely had that reputation of like oh americans are very bad at video games I'm still bad at video games, but it's okay. Um, oh. My fun fact is that in the parade scene in Final Fantasy VIII, they are doing the thriller dance. Um, the motion capture artists were. Um, what else? Oh, in the original concept of Final Fantasy VII, uh, they originally had thought that Cloud, not Cloud, Aerith and Sephiroth would be brother and sister. Uh, they are not. Bruh. Uh, <laughs> bruh. um uh uh what else i'm trying to think jeez final fantasy 10 i'm trying to think of like fun treats that are neat or like eight hmm i know how the gunblade is supposed to function in final fantasy 8 the concept behind it is not that it shoots a bullet it's that the bullet fired out of it creates a shock wave that propels the blade forward and causes it to do more damage what? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like a gun, like this big revolver gun blade. And when you sw- in in game, when you attack, you have to pull R one to pull the trigger, and it goes. And you see this little explosion. The idea behind it is that that explosion propels the gun to go woof, like and swing harder. So they always say in the game, it's like a weird translation thing that it's difficult to use. But the idea was that it's difficult difficult to control and master because it's. It like literally is fucking blasting and pushing like the shockwave out would make it hard to wield. 
That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, so is it in terms of like, where you're not shooting a shockwave at your opponent, you're using it to boost, boost like the, power boost your yes. swing. Yeah, like the swing would be stronger because of like the shockwave produced by this like uh, uh, bullet. Because it says, it says it has bullets in the chamber, but it propels the, the thing. And for some reason, they can channel their key and life energy through it. I, they don't explain that one. But, um, but they say that like swinging it is like a propulsion kind of. That is so cool. It's pretty and good. if there's Not any fun. sort of apocalypse, I need one. A gunblade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The, the main gunblade of Final Fantasy VIII, the revolver? I mean, come on. Um, I, I, it's a very I, sick looking weapon. Absolutely, it's it's, it's disgusting. It's so good. Um, let me think. Um, my last one. If I have one more, hmm. While you pull that up, I can say that uh, I for a long time, if you asked me what my first Final Fantasy game was, I would have said ten because that's what I thought it was. Um, but then I realized that at my babysitter's house when I was very little, she had a game for the Game Boy that. Uh, I later realized was Final Fantasy Adventure. Whoa. Um, which that game is cool. That was basically like a a Zelda uh, Final Fantasy. Yes, like it is. In terms of gameplay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's so cool. Um, and then that later became like the uh, like, was it like the Legend of Mana yep. series? Yep, 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 yep. You know, and, I uh, thought there I was only 16 games. of these. I didn't know there was more than 16 Final Fantasies. Oh, there There's, are a lot. <laughs> there are. Well, those are main. About 100. They call them like main series Final Fantasies, like one through the 16. But mm. Tactics is like one of my favorites. It's it's it was made by like the Ogre Tactics people basically got contracted to make a Final Fantasy. And they made a like a it's the the the, the visual is supposed to be a diorama style. So if you ever Google image Final Fantasy Tactics like stages, you'll see that there are three dimensional dioramas like floating in a space and they you can rotate the diorama to get different camera angles and see the board. It's when they still were taking absolutely massive swings at like, you know, uh, design, just like making big decisions before everything was just whoop punch. My entire setup was just really sexy uh, 3D model. But my final one is Final Fantasy VII was they thought was originally going to have to be on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. Luckily, it was not. Whoa. Yeah. That would have been so different. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a concept. What a concept. (laughs) Man. So, um... We're in this nice little wind down period. Uh, do you I know you've had a few shout outs, recommendations and uh, very intense directions uh, throughout <laughs> the show. Is there any final advice you may give for either a, a person like me who's just vaguely familiar with Final Fantasy or maybe for another uh, diehard fan, I do. you know? I do. This is very important to me. I was, I was just, when I say I'm literally one of my friends, uh, it's his birthday today, and he is sleep. we're having a sleepover. Happy and we're birthday. hanging out. Thanks. Sean says thanks. But we're having <laughs> a sleepover this weekend, and we're hanging out, playing video games. It's been a hoot. 
And we've been talking about Final Fantasy. We just went and got Filipino pastries. And now that we were walking saying, what is your favorite, you know, blah, blah, blah. What's your order? And I will say, if you want to get into Final Fantasy, pick one. Don't read reviews. Don't read Reddit. Just try it and see for yourself. Because unfortunately, this franchise is plagued with like haters like me. Like, you know, I have a lot of strong feelings about people have a lot of strong feelings about their favorites. And it's a lot based on where, who, how, how old they were when they first played it. So they're not really like subjective. So if you're ever wanting to like get into Final Fantasy, it's daunting. Yes, pick one. It can be from the 90s, the 2000s, whatever. Just try it. Finish it if you want. I suggest finishing them as a lot of them have later payoffs or plot developments. Just give one a whirl. See if you like it because there's always fucking another one. And there are lots. And one of them will definitely fit your needs and your loves and your tropes. But I would say don't read a lot about it. Just dive the fuck in because over time, a lot of uh, really shitty people have developed uh, uh, opinions about games that have become these games that have become like the norm. Like my reasons for not liking nine are not the norm where it's like, I just hate how cutesy it is. I'm like, no, I just don't like Satane. But a lot of people have strong opinions that are not formed. They're not subjective. Pick a Final Fantasy, play it, enjoy it. There's lots of ways you can play them now, whether on Steam or on the various like, you know, online stores on Xbox and PlayStation and Switch. Play one, mm -hmm. enjoy it. You don't have to 100% it. You can use all of the sick little like fast forward, no damage modes. Don't let anybody shame you if you want to do that. They are narrative games. They are story games. And I want you to enjoy the music, the story, and the writing. And think about the teams and their desperation as they try to push one out every year to try to recoup their losses because these cost so much motherfucking money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh goodness yeah so just try one is my advice and if you're a long time die hard um revisit the ones that you currently fucking sweat and you talk shit about online and you brag about them being the best and all oh, the other ones are shit play it in 2023 and then at me because i guarantee you you will have different feelings about a game made in 1998 <laughs> game's almost as old as i am oh, don't tell me that <laughs> I'm, I'm not a 96 baby i would never say that no you would not you can't say that <laughs> not even on your own show <laughs> it's not allowed no not forbidden allowed. forbidden my bad i'm sorry redacted thank you <laughs> it's like bleeped out by by my editor whichever one is editing this episode <laughs> <laughs> and how everyone listening is like but wait but what year What's going on? It's a mystery oh, to everyone. Goodness. Yes. Um, let's see. I've learned a lot this episode. There was, there was a lot. There's so much to learn about Final Fantasy. There's so much in terms of pro its production itself, in terms of the stories, in terms of all of... All, there's, there's so much. There's um, a lot. I had, this is a, a bountiful hyperfixation to have. It'll last a lifetime. Absolutely bountiful. Ah. <sighs> Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, I feel it, so good. It's this is been good a, Saturday. Thank you for letting me rant and scream and tell you to at me to your listeners. I, I very much, <laughs> I really do appreciate you having me to be able to nerd out and just talk about something nice. It is a joy. It is, um, it is rare that it's, we just have a show about being happy. 
and things that make us happy and sharing that with people. It's, it's a mm-hmm. lovely thing. It's, it's my pride and joy. Like it's, this is how my life has always been. Like, you know, I, I know that somebody cares about whatever they're telling me about. And I love learning about things. I mean, we're part of the, the age of time where YouTube video essays are at their peak. Um, and so just to have that moment to connect with someone and learn about what they love and being able to just, it just gives me so much joy. It's, it's, it's an honor to be able to have this show with Jakey and you, Lewis and Kingdom aren't here, but to be able to do this show with everybody and all of our guests has just been, it makes me cry a little bit sometimes. Aww. And that's <laughs> okay. That's okay. It should. It's, I'm glad that it, it is felt as a guest how much mm-hmm. this joy this show brings to you. And it makes it a very safe place to nerd out and express oneself about the passions that I, for example, have. I got to read a fucking monologue from Final Fantasy 13. That's like the final mm-hmm. boss speech. Like, and you've provided a space that people feel comfortable enough to be them, their authentic selves and be as lame and nerdy as they dream of. I it's, appreciate I that. Want it, I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun talking with you. It's been great. Oh, oh yeah. So, um, if if unless we have any other closing thoughts, no, maybe. Um, where? So I know that we we can find you on the internet at at your app, but just so just just one more time, where can people find you on the internet and the other projects you're involved with? Great. Okay. So, um, I'm Aaron. Uh, you can find me online at Aaron Katanosayas on all socials. I am a voiceover artist. Uh, you can find all my shit at AaronKatano-Sayas.com. I co-create a fantasy world-building podcast called All My Fantasy Children with Jeff Stormer that is on the Moonshot Podcast Network. Wacky jacky do, let's go to the moon. Um, and I'm also a cast member on the All Ages Actual Play podcast called Skyjack's Courier's Call that just funded its third season a couple days ago Woo! yeah so i do a bunch of i do a bunch of stuff and it's all really fun you can find it at uh heck yeah <laughs> jake <laughs> yeah uh you know i feel like i just heard about skyjacks on the apr postmortem mm-hmm. i feel like it yeah that that was really cute i needed to i need to check out. Yeah, I'm on the kids' version. It's there's no swearing. It's about three magic 14 year olds like learning about themselves. And if you were to put kids in like a pretty dangerous fantasy world, like how they exist in it, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And it's for children, so it's not like <laughs> you know it's like a safe for work, good feels mm-hmm. kind of thing because we play teenagers. It's great. Teenagers. I love it. Oh my goodness. Uh, Jakey. Where can uh, find you on the internet? You can find me on pretty much any social site at uh, Mr. Jakey Poo. Um, you can also catch me on the uh, Redacted Media YouTube channel where we're talking about the uh, the Dark Tower series of books. Oh. God, I love those fucking books. We just just finished the uh, the fifth one. Uh, um, is that wolves? This wolves of the Kaya. Oh, fuck uh, and, me! And it's my first time going through the series. Um, the other guy, you know, he has been a huge fan for forever. Um, it's it's been a great time. That sounds fucking incredible. Woo. I'm, I'm very 
we haven't recorded the last episode for the fifth one yet, but I'm very excited to get to that. <gasps> well, good. Oh, my thing. Uh, oh, oh, it's my turn now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Where can we find you? <clears throat> On the Internet? Me? Yeah. Well, um, wow. There's a lot of places uh, you could find me uh, occasionally at the twitter.com forward slash I appreciate your butt. That is I-A-P-P-R-E-C-I, the number H-U-R-B-U-T-T. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr, Blue Sky, uh, Instagram, TikTok at that as well. Um, but I'm usually on Blue Sky and TikTok at the Hyperfix Pod, where I've been, I've been doing TikToks a lot lately. Um, it's been fun. It's been great. Uh, and then if you're interested in any other projects that I've been involved with, uh, recently the, uh, season one of additional postage required has finished. So you can find me towards the end of the season. Um, and that you can find that podcast at twitter.com forward slash APR underscore podcast. Thank you to the Moonshot Network for giving us this space to do this podcast. We could not do it without them. You can find them at moonshotpods.com or moonshot.mov for our Twitch. Or you can support the network as a whole at patreon.com forward slash moonshot. Uh, speaking of Patreon, you can find this podcast as a whole at patreon.com forward slash the hyperfixation, where you too can get episodes early, just like these following patrons. Thanks to Flo. Hey, it's Ken, Becky Scott Fairley, and Ver for supporting this podcast with you. It just, oh, it just makes it that much better, that much sweeter. We love you. Our intro and outro music is thanks to Offuscate. That is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. Uh, you can find them on SoundCloud, Instagram, or Twitter, whatever suits your fancy. You could find this podcast as a whole on twitter.com forward slash the hyperfix pod. You could also find us on Tumblr, Blue Sky, and TikTok. Our editors for this podcast are Kingdom at Tachyon Kingdom at the twitter.com or at Selbor uh, Seal, S E L B O R S I U L. That is Lewis. So thank you to our editors. And uh, I think that's it. Um, but that is it. We did all the things. I learned about a Final Fantasy. You did it! Congrats! Finally! Ugh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, farewell, Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Be safe, everybody. Don't die. Drink water. Take your vitamins. And Badoop! 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 I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it's the, it's the, when you, like, end a call in Discord, it oh, goes, Badoop! <laughs> and that became like, you know how you're in a conversation with somebody, but like you keep saying goodbye, but then like you don't, you need like something that says for sure this is over now. Correct. Badoop. My is whole that. family, my partner, my child, my, my nine-year-old child uh, now understands the call is over when we say, I love you, Badoop. That's and amazing. Go, it is adorable, especially because they've got this tiny little, tiny little nine-year-old voice and it's just, it melts me. It's so cute. But uh, yes, so uh, let me end. Let me get Craig out of here. Step one, get the hell out of here. Huh.
Hello, Moonshot listeners. I want to play a game. Claudia and Nicole are being held in the basement of an undisclosed abandoned building. Their task is to watch every movie in the Saw franchise before the release of Saw 10 on September 29th and provide thoughtful analysis. Your challenge is to listen to them cover two Saw films a week in their new miniseries, We See Saw, every Monday and Thursday here on the Moonshot Network. Let the game begin.